0: just just plain welcome again. Uh, Homesteads and Homeschools is the show you are currently listening to. Uh, I'm your host, Liberty Hippie. Today is episode number 54, which means you can find the show notes at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 054. I hope you all are doing well out there. I'm doing excellent myself. little sore, little sore. Spent the weekend uh, bucking some some firewood uh, for next year. And uh, I think we're I think we're about all set. It's uh, it's a nice feeling to have all the the wood you need for the next year to know that you will be have enough to to be warm. Um, and it is it's enjoyable. You know, cutting cutting firewood is uh, something that is enjoyable. If you haven't done it, go do it. It is it is a good time. It's a good time. Anyway, uh, folks, a couple things before we get rolling here. Appreciate you guys out there clicking on that Amazon link: homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon. You uh, you get forwarded through to Amazon. I get a little little kickback there, and it helps to kind of balance some of the costs that this show amasses. Not a lot, not a lot. Costs are not not substantial, but there's something. And if I can generate enough income to to pay that off, all the better, all the better. And it costs you nothing. So uh, so I know a lot of podcast folks uh, don't talk about numbers too much. Um, and, you know, it's kind of all different from from one show to the next, from one niche to the next. So um I won't talk about them too much, but I will say this. Uh, we are looking at getting into four-digit downloads. Um, we've had a couple months like that, but uh we're getting closer and closer to having them back-to-back. So it would be huge if you could uh help me. Help me by pushing this out to your friends, sharing this with your your colleagues and your people that you know that uh would enjoy this show. Um, and help me get that uh that four digit download for the month of February. Shortest month of the year. Let's uh let's get it done. Get it done. So I will quit gibber jabbering and uh we're gonna get into this. My guest today is Miss Lenny Gabbard. She is a vet tech out in Arkansas. She works with her, her husband who is the the vet at the clinic. And um yeah, they're they're kind of they do the prepping thing. They are off grid and uh they just built a new clinic a new clinic for their practice we'll get to hear some some about that so uh without further ado let's go sow those liberty seeds with miss gabbard tell long years ten more to go one right. today is Miss Lania Gabbard she is out there and in, in Arkansas um, she's coming on today to talk about uh, some things they that her and her husband do at home and some things they they do at work um, and so we'll, we will get into that thank you for coming on today I appreciate it um,
1: absolutely fun to be here
0: <laughs> all right so uh, we're talking a little bit about about your background um, and now do you you kind of, you mentioned you kind of fall more on the, the prepper side of things. Um, kind of curious where that started. Did you guys, were, were you, uh, in the homestead ste- homestead scene to, to start or, um, how did you kind of get your familiarity around that sort of stuff?
1: Well, it was sort of, so I've always kind of lived inner cities. Like I grew up in Chicago. Um, always kind of, I'm very familiar with that life. Uh, not interesting to me, not sustainable. So, um, we both, whenever we met, um, there found some land with a spring on it. Um, always had a dream to go ahead and live somewhere out there. It's just, I want to grow my own food. I wanted to manage my own life essentially. So we went ahead and found that, which we were lucky that that had a um, spring. So, uh built out there it actually took a long time to put anything down but his the the building of the house came from his initial um he, I, he's not a big fan of bad weather we've got a lot of we've got tornadoes here and he wanted he's always lived in an underground house so we decided to we kind of built in underground and then from there we just kind of we went every single choice we've made thus far has been with this sustainability in mind. Okay. So it just grew.
0: Okay. When you say, um, an underground house, um, what do you, what are you talking about? I mean, you're talking about a, a house cut into a hill with a, a living roof. You're talking about, uh, I don't know, a bigger basement, uh, tunnel. What, what kind of, what do you, what do we mean here?
1: Oh, uh, it's uh, okay. This is kind of complicated. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> so yes, it's a, it's essentially, we call it the hobbit hole. So it's on top of a, it's on top of a mountain where we live, but we have cut into, um, into the hill. So we're not totally underground, but the garage we have, um, which is large enough to park a fifth wheel trailer in, which is what we have inside the garage. So we've got that in there and there's like a F3 FEMA shelter in there. And so we are half in ground and then we do have an upper level that's kind of, it's above ground and there's another driveway up to it, but yeah, we're, we're lodged in the earth.
0: Very cool. Very cool. I I will say growing up in, um, in the Northeast. Uh, you know, we, we had a few tornadoes here and there, little, little ones. Um, but mostly it was, it was snow, you know, and like, you can deal with that. Like it's okay. We're going to have a snowstorm, um, stay inside, you know, don't go out. But, uh, since moving down to Georgia, it's like, you know, tornadoes and it's just, you have no clue when it's coming. You just kind of like hold on for dear life and hope it doesn't, doesn't take you away, you know? Um.
1: And, and most people don't have basements either in the South for flooding purposes. So you're, you don't really have a lot of choices to, to mask yourself from that.
0: Yeah, that was that was one thing we we figured out. We we're like, oh, basements are cool. And I always had a basement and um, there's no basements down here. And then we're looking around for like, a, okay, what what room would be good for, um, you know, to, to hang out? And if there's like a, a tornado and there's this little closet in the middle of the house, which worked for a little while. And then the kids got bigger and then uh, two more of them came along and it was like, well, that doesn't work anymore, so we have to kind yeah, of figure it absolutely. out. absolutely. that's cool. Um, it's impressive to to be that um, equipped for it, as as you guys are up there.
1: I mean, it, t- it takes time for sure. You know, yeah. time and building.
0: How how long has the have you guys been working on? It? Has it been constant um, production, constant kind of progress forward, or?
1: Yeah. We've had, so essentially we moved out onto the land probably about four years ago now. And so we're, I mean, we're fully out there. Uh, we're still building on the top and then we, I, I foresee this being a a long project. There's so many other things we want to add. And you really, since we're always so, uh, linked in with one another and living off the grid is still fairly uncommon. Um, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to be where we want to be, I guess.
0: Yeah. How, How does that work? Um, in terms of building permits and such, I imagine trying to, trying to get some of that to, to dig into the ground as you have, or whatever um, might be a little more difficult.
1: Um, thus far, it's been kind of awesome because we live um, out of the city limits. Uh, so our property is our property. You know, we have, we have, we have 80 acres, so we can kind of do just about anything we want on there. And um, we've not, we've had little to know. I imagine that the, power companies at some point because we really we only pay about because we've got solar arrays at this point we only pay about seven dollars a month whenever we want whenever we truly economize so i mean i'm sure at some point they're not going to like that but um, but yeah no it's we we're free to do what we want
0: awesome that's and that's another thing um different from like where i grew up and then you know moving down down south the the zoning like once you kind of get out in the county it's it's all right, you know, once you're outside of city limits, it's it's kind of yours and you can do as you see fit. Um growing up in in New York and in, in upstate New York, it was just uh forget it, you gotta have a building permit for for everything. It was insane. But that's uh it's nice to hear that you guys are are doing that. Do you do much um in terms of uh growing things or or animals or that sort of
1: Well, we, so honestly, that's the part, which is funny because we do veterinary medicine is like the one, the one part we have not gotten to yet. I'd like to have chickens of my own. Um, I'm not, we're not, we're not huge meat eaters. So um, we're not, I don't think we're going to go that route, but I would, I do love eggs. We like to have that. Um, I wouldn't mind having goats. We wouldn't, you know, and then, you know, growing food, of course, will and we have, and bees too. So, you know, like anything, anything on those levels, we'll be building more and more, but I haven't had a garden in several years. So I think this spring, I'm going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> kind of forgotten how it works, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but we'll, we'll get there.
0: It's a, it's a, you know, a little, little learning curve, but uh, you've done it before you, you can, you can remember. Um, uh, so what uh, is, what kind of veterinary medicine do you guys do? Do you work on like uh, dogs, cats, and, and household pets, or do you do like sort of the farm animal type thing or?
1: We don't do the farm animal. There's a lot. There's a lot of that here, but we actually we just do small animals. So um, basically, dogs, cats. We do. We are kind of one of the few clinics that do exotics too. So anything uh, like rodents or birds, we do that as well. There's a there's kind of a high call for that here, and we live right near the zoo, and I've worked with the zoo veterinarian, so we kind of they'll send some strange things our way.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, all right, so I guess. And you mentioned the weather as part of the reason to kind of, um, build as, as, as you have, um, what else, what kind of prodded you in that, that direction of like, you know, this is, this is my, my space and and I want to kind of do what I want to do. And, and, uh, I don't know what, what made you guys really kind of get into it. Like you, you have,
1: well, we're very, um, so I, without, you know, bringing direct politics in it. Um, this is a very easy place to be pro property and pro, um, very much your, you know, what you want to do. And we are, um, more, you know, I'm a libertarian. We're very, we want secure rights for our property. We want to do what we want on there. I don't, I don't, we won't want to be bound by, um, any of the like energy, our, our local power company, we don't want to be bound by that. We don't want to be bound by, you know, what we can and can't have. Uh, as long as we responsibly utilize our property, I don't, you know, it's ours, it's ours. So, and Arkansas is a pretty easy place to do that. I mean, there's a lot of, um, for instance, my husband, he builds guns too. So, you know, that's a big, it's a big, um, we like to be very self-sufficient and free. So that's kind of another thing. I, it's kind of maybe a little bit of a, not really a kick in the face, but we kind of want to, we want, we want to show you, you know, like we don't need you, you know, we we really don't need our city at this point. So that's kind of where that, that's why, that's why it continues.
0: Good deal. Yeah, I, I can under understand that. Um, 100%. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you're, uh, you're off, h- how off the grid are you? Are you like, off off the grid are you still kind of sometimes when it's uh you know dark and gloomy or, or how does what does what does that setup look like for you guys
1: well so we um like i said pretty much if we economize we only pay seven dollars a month to the power company and that's literally just what it takes to be connected to the power company okay. so we don't actually use anything they give us so we could essentially cut that right off and we would do we've got a solar array of like 40 solar panels, um, so. 12,000 watts. Um, and we've got backup, uh, generator and batteries. So we don't at this point need our energy company. Um, call that what you will, you know, I mean, we still have cell phones and we still have internet. So, you know, but if, if you really wanted to, we wouldn't need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you, do you sell, um, power or electricity back, back to the, the power company at all or,
1: We don't currently. And I really, we've, we've kind of been looking into that and I don't know how long uh, that's going to last, especially uh, I think recently they said something about um, probably, I don't think we're going to be able to do that anymore. Essentially. I need to look more into it. We've never tried to do it. So, but I know people do it. I just, you know.
0: Yeah. Do you you generate enough that, uh, that you could?
1: We do. Yeah. We, we use very little.
0: Yeah. It's a, That's good. Good deal. I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. It can be, you yeah, know, I imagine oh, yeah. trying to trying I, to cut yourselves off there. How is that process um, going from th- that disconnection process, I guess?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because we lived, so we lived in a fifth wheel trailer before this, so I haven't lived in a house in so long. Um, and then, so that essentially living a little bit smaller, uh, which we have enough room, but it's, it's been a gradual process i'd say probably like six years since i've lived anywhere like very modern and now i'm totally used to it and we don't have any amenities that we can't use you know like we have lights all the time obviously we wash our we wash do our dryer in the daytime you know because yeah, you yeah. want you want enough but really um other than that i feel like i've always felt you know that's as easy as it can be for people just getting your routine and fix it how you want it and it feels like normal
0: yeah yeah it's uh I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know I don't it's I would love to one day, but um maybe maybe when the kids are older i don't, I don't know, I can't imagine trying to finangle that all right now, it. yeah,
1: yeah, you have to play around with it in the beginning is not easy, so, but there's just the two of us, like we don't have so it's been very easy to you know economize that between the two
0: how is that that learning curve of of figuring out how to economize it or knowing that okay, it's uh do the turn the dryer on and, uh, I'm going to try to do it in the morning or something. I mean, like, how did you figure all that stuff out?
1: Uh, there were plenty of days where I had power outages and I didn't have clean clothes. Cause it's just like, you don't like, I I've, I've had several blackout days, but really, um, it's, it's been fine for the most part. I mean, I, if you're a really high maintenance person, you have a lot of things you want to run and do, um, I, give it a, a year. A year is where you really start. So some people are going to be like, ah, turned off by that. But yeah, I'd give it a year. And even now, um, there's going to be some problems. But I mean, it's it's kind of what you you pay for to not pay for it. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. What kind of problems have you guys uh, run into?
1: Um, our biggest one, which is something you probably wouldn't run into frequently, is we live since we live in the fifth wheel in the garage at this point. Um, that thing is a power parasite. Um, so that sucks, you know, a lot of, and every now and then in the summer, you know, the, the lights will go out if we're, if we happen to be using a lot of, um, solar power, but really as long as you have, like, we've changed all our lights to led. So we don't really have any problems there anymore. Um, we did have a, we have a cistern and a spring, um, one time that I think it, man, I think it flooded, something happened and we've, we've had issues with that. So, uh but we've only literally one time with the cistern, we have a problem and that's the water, you know, the comes down to us and by gravity. So we've had one issue with it, but to be honest, I think we're pretty lucky because we have, we kind of have a a good amount of amenities, but you'll run into weird things. You'll run into weird things for sure.
0: <laughs> what do you guys do for a, a toilet? Do you have a, a composting toilet or do you have a, a septic that you had put in or
1: uh so in the, um, we used to use the fifth wheel one. So you have to, you have to literally change that yourself with like the black water tank. But now we do have, we've got septic. Um, I could see us maybe trying to make it a little more economized, but we do have one of those toilets that have the, you know, you can control the how much you flush. So we did end up buying one of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something too, you know, I think, I don't know. I I had a septic growing up and um, I don't remember my parents ever having to pump it out um no
1: like ever like
0: it always just a lot of people i talk to like you know they're they're getting it pumped like you know every every three years every five years and it's like you know recommended that you get it like pumped you know fairly frequently and i'm just kind of i don't know if that's like a, a scam or if that's really you know people are just putting stuff down there that doesn't belong there or what, but um, I feel
1: like that's probably it. You know, if you have a large family and people are flushing more than they should, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of that either. So I've never, maybe that's why I'm not taking action at this point. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like it was an issue, but
0: yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. But, um, all right. So you, you are a, a, uh, a vet tech, um, your husband's a vet. Did, did that play into any of your, uh, decision-making coming into your, your,
1: it well, you know, maybe in a side way, um, the medical industry itself is incredibly wasteful. Um, I mean, we've got, for instance, every single syringe you use, and I use fifty plus syringes a day because they're all single use. You know, the plastic, um, we we, you have to throw that away. You can't recycle it. I mean, there's nothing. It's polypropylene. You you can't. I mean, you can do things with it, but we don't. We you know, and so that in itself um, has spurred a lot of the, you know, we need to reuse, we need to, because we just, we waste so much. I mean, that's just a common event in the medical industry. It's all waste. <laughs> so yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. it is. It, I didn't, didn't really think about that, but yeah. It, I mean, you think about like, you know, hospitals and all that stuff and all the waste, but I guess the vet is probably, probably the same way, you know? All that, yeah. It's all, all single use, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a massive amount of stuff that you would go through. I would, Can only only imagine it. Um, all right. And then so now your husband, does he own the the practice? Is it is it his practice?
1: Yes, he has owned a practice this practice has been his um since ninety eight. Okay. He bought it then, so and it is totally his.
0: All right, and you've been helping him out for a handful of years? Yes. Okay. Just under a decade. What 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 got you doing doing that? What were you doing before that?
1: Um so I am originally I kind of I would say I do a lot of um IT work so I do that here so computers and um I'm an artist I paint um that's kind of the direction I've always been in uh but this was I can't say there's any special um origin to this it was an accident and I um I love it <laughs> I love it now though that's it's kind of there's a lot to it in a lot of different ways and I uh, truly feel like I'm adding to people's lives by doing this, which is, you know, you always want your, your job to have some sort of point to help others. Well, not mm-hmm. everyone, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Do. I like, I need a, I need a, <laughs> a, a kind of a, a community purpose. So, um, that definitely has helped and it's been the most interesting job I've ever had. So I'll, I'll be sticking with it for a little while. <laughs> Good,
0: de- <laughs> Good deal. All right. So, and you, you, were saying that your, your clinic is different than, than, uh, most clinics. why, why, why is that?
1: Well, um, so on the level of waste, um, so we have, we're trying to figure out a way to, um, collect all this plastic and reuse it. We also have the clinic. We're building a clinic right now. We're going to use, I know we've got a solar hot water heater we're going to put in there. Um, we have, we're collecting rainwater, which I know is funny. Some places can't do that. Arkansas (laughs) still can. So (laughs) we're going to do that. Um, and so Essentially, we're just going to try to make that. We're going to augment the power use of solar panels on the roof. Uh, We don't, Arkansas does not really. I mean, I know, you know, California will, they'll have bundles of places with, you know, solar panels on the roofs. We don't have that here. So um, it's kind of going to be a little bit more uh, unique as far as that goes.
0: Okay. And then, so I don't know, will you, uh, when you get those, those panels put on, is that, do they, how are they? Are they are they friendly to you guys doing that? Um, how how does that work? Especially because you know it's a business, and now you're you're in. I assume you're kind of in town a little bit more than than your house or your your mm-hmm.
1: place. Yeah, we're right smack in the middle. Um, they're not they're not really that friendly about it. Um, they're not. You ha- we're gonna have to go through some kind of since we haven't put them up there yet. We have to go through um, a lot of loops to figure out how many we're allowed to have. Um, what we can use it toward, like it's, it's. I know we have to do a lot of paperwork regarding that. So um, yeah, you, you're. you It's su- surprising, kind of shocking how how little they want you to produce on your own. But yep, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to face that. So
0: oh man, you, you gotta love it, right? And you're, you're, yeah,
1: a lot of control.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Um, and how does that work with in terms of? I I don't know how the veterinarian uh regulation and kind of work um d- is there anything in there that you guys have to to go through um,
1: um we so the only thing for for how we need clinics set up at this point, which we're not fully in but you have i mean if we aha certified so um it just needs to be the gold standard of of hospitals um Everything has, every practice has a specific, um, culture and care and it needs to foster to that. So those are the things, and that's just for the best for the animal. Um, so we need to be accredited on, on that level, but that's pretty much it. I mean, the thing about veterinary medicine at this point is, it's a lot like, uh, how human medicine was several decades ago where, you know, we don't use a lot of insurance. People pay out of pocket. So everything's cheaper. Um, it, it runs more efficiently and, you know, procedures that the same ones you can do for an animal, you do for a person They're they're so much less, you know? So it's kind of, at this point, it's a little more free and that's why I like working in it.
0: Good deal. Yeah. I, I imagine that it's fairly freeing like that. Do you deal a lot with, um, do people have insurance on their pets? I know, I know it exists. Do you ever see it come through?
1: Uh, I think I've got out of thousands, uh, like, uh, tens of thousands of clients um, there. I have two that I can think of and um, it's just people who want a little extra security and it doesn't, I mean, people pay out of pocket all day, every day. Um, I don't see it very often and I don't want to deal with it. I hope it doesn't become a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's benefits, but as we've seen in human, human medicine, it, it causes way more paperwork and, and time spent than necessary. So I hope, I hope we don't go full insurance at any point. <laughs>
0: Yeah. so I was going to ask how, it when you, when those come up, like, how do you deal with them? Do you, do you have to go find all the uh, different codes and whatnot, or is it are you able so luckily, to kind of do it pretty easily?
1: Well, luckily right now we just fill out, they give us a form and we'll fill out exactly, you know, every procedure we've done, we give them the um, receipt, you know, that uh, alludes to that. And then they send it in and it's between the, essentially it's between the insurance and the owner at this point. Uh, they tell them what they did and then they'll pay it. Does, we don't have to do anything and we don't, we're not equipped for that. I mean, it's just, we, we don't need, we don't need it at this point.
0: Yeah. I imagine that, that, uh, making yourself equipped to, to deal with that would be a, a losing venture at this point. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's just, it'll, it'll make this part of medicine far more expensive than it needs to be just like with human medicine.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, So what, what kind of prompted you guys to, uh, to build the new clinic a little more green?
1: Um, we don't, uh, we needed a new clinic anyway. Uh, he's had this one since the late nineties. Um, again, we kind of just, once you clean up your personal life to that level, you really want it to extend to every other part of your life. So there was no reason, you know, I couldn't, we couldn't have a, a, energy sucking, building, you know, like feel good about making that.
0: Have you had um, any, any feedback from people uh, from your, your customers there?
1: Well, since we're, since it's fairly new and we're in the, the process, we've had nothing but support. So I think that's what people want. Um, it's, I feel like the trend is going in that direction. You're not going to do, you're not, you're not going anywhere bad by making it clean and green, you know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think for the most part, you're you're right. But, um, I just, I wasn't sure if, uh, you know, if people notice that sort of thing, um, you kind of like to, to think that, you know, it will, a few people might, might, uh, pick your, your clinic over somewhere else just based on that factor um, when they're trying to find, find someplace new. Um.
1: I do feel like that. I feel like that definitely is something that people consider, you know, along, along with standard of care and, you know, what you offer. I think the, the green is definitely going to make, uh, when we finally open it, I think that it's definitely going to make people want to be more a part of that. It's just everyone makes a conscious effort to try to do better. And so I think that's something that people will, that'll come into play for sure in their choice.
0: And uh, and are you guys going to be able to cut down at all or on on like the, the single use plastic type stuff? Is there anything you can do about that? Or is that kind of industry mandated?
1: I mean, I think in my opinion, I feel like uh, I was going to experiment with some kind of, I I've never done this before. But I know that polypropylene, which is most of the single-use plastic we have, can be melted. And instead of buying, um, now again, you know, I've got to actually do this, but instead of buying litter boxes or, um, because I know you can use cleaning products on polypropylene, I'm like, I'm just going to melt these down and make litter boxes. I mean, because we do do a a fostering service uh, just started for kittens too, because we don't, our community doesn't have, any good animal shelter accoutrements at this point. And so we need that and people need that. And I'm like, I'm going to, I got to make something out of this. So I have collected a bunch of it and I'm hoping to do something with it. And if I can't, you know, obviously we'll go back to how it was, but I'm, w- I'm really willing to try because it's, it's a terrible amount of waste.
0: It's crazy. My, my wife works, uh, she's an audiologist. And so every once in a while I'll go in and, and I'll see some of the some of the stuff, you know, all just like all the, the little plastic tips that go on the end of the the otos- otoscope and you know all, all that, that stuff, and you don't you don't <laughs> think about it like mm-hmm. as a as a patient, right? It's not something you see one and whatever, okay. But then like y- you see these big piles of these things, and it's like, oh wait a minute, that's it's it's insane. Um, I think that's why I think
1: that's why it's so forgiven in the medical industry because we want. Like when I go to the hospital, I want all of that to be single use. So it's like a, it's a very, you know, on the end of the the client, they're like, oh, you know, please use it only once on me. And that's great. And that's what we need to do. But no one thinks, well, there's hundreds of people coming in here today and, you know, and I'm, it's just not something you think about, but yeah.
0: Well, I think that as part of, uh, I don't know, sort of that, that sterilized culture, you know, and, that, uh, in reality, I, 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 I don't know. I would think that something you could sterilize and and reuse is probably just as safe as some of the, uh, you know, things that are supposed to be packaged, um, in a, in a sterile environment. And
1: I mean, we used to do that. So like, yeah, the, uh, a lot of, I mean, a long time ago, I don't even, not that long ago, really, uh, 30 years ago, let's say, um, people did, we would sterilize blades, uh, think, you know, blades that you'd use for surgery. Resterilize those needles i mean they they were not trying to waste any of that so and it i don't i didn't see a huge amount of i mean i'm glad that we're we're clean you know efficiently but we i didn't i don't think that there was a a lot of case of infection anymore than it was today regarding that you know so
0: yeah yeah all right um what you're saying about the the cat fostering thing you guys don't really have um i don't know that that's sort of uh entity in your your town any sort of like uh, adoption service or or anything
1: no so we have um this is kind of a big uh article in our town of um dissent so a lot of different groups we've been trying to pressure the the quorum court the the jp's to release what we've had we put our money in there voluntary taxes to build a new shelter um this has been going on for a decade plus but they don't. They won't release the money. There's over. There's over a million in there. Um, they don't. They don't really let the community know that that's how much money they have. But they're not releasing it. It's hard to get it out. So we, essentially, we've got, animal services has one tiny shelter. Um, we've been needing to build one for a long time. They're kind of keeping everyone's money. So it's a point of contention in our our town. So what we've done is uh, a subject I'm really passionate about. Just like private charities in general over public welfare. There's tons of groups who have set up different, um, you know, fostering or ad- adoption agencies since the, the town won't help us. And so, yeah, we've in our new clinic, we're going to have um, which we already do. Like I've adopted out three kittens in the past three months, but we've we have I take kittens neonatal to, you know, kind of eight weeks or whatever. And we have um, that set up that way we can people can come adopt because we don't have any other options
0: cool uh, You you got to appreciate that when uh you kind of take it on your own and and do it and it probably probably runs a little more efficiently than uh you know the uh, it does <laughs> as <there's>, we know <laughs> yeah you know, yeah we we ran into some issues i think uh with with our animal control and and the local humane society thing for a few years back um i don't know i've kind of haven't looked at that in a while, but, um, it's not yeah, efficient. It's, <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty awful too. When you, you know, actually look at the numbers and figure out how many dogs are coming in and how many, uh, how many kennels are available and, you know, what's, what's got to happen. Um, keep those, those things down, but.
1: And I don't think they have enough because it's just, you know, local government led, they don't have enough outreach. They don't have any people that are passionate enough to, you know, Like give it to the, if you give it to the people and they set these things up, that's where the outreach comes from. You know, like I've seen the, the animal services, the welfare, they don't, they hardly have any money, but these extra fostering groups that, I mean, people donate thousands to them a year, you know, like upward. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's way better in the hands of the people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's i I've seen, we, we know a few dogs that have been adopted from, from the South up North and there's always these like really exorbitant fees and it's like man wow okay yeah that's what you want to do but (laughs) the money the money is there and uh but it is it's interesting too to see like the the regulations that they see that that they have to do before they can send a dog off all this stuff that has to happen and it's like wait a minute you know this is what's driving the price of you know these dogs in the end this is what what drives it all up and it's uh i don't know it's it's you know you get rid of some of that stuff. And it would just be a Absolutely. whole lot easier to, to move these dogs out. Um, and it's know. not
1: even, I mean, the people that regulate it as well in your community, you know, they're, they're not, they're not veterinary community. They're not animal professionals. They're political professionals. So they don't really know what is required to make this animal healthy or what it can do to go up. So, I mean, like it's, kind of ridiculous that there are any there shouldn't be anything regulating it from their end (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah well all right um i don't know any 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 parting words of wisdom anything you want to share that we didn't talk about anything that uh i don't know
1: uh just i guess in general um you know thanks for having me on and i feel like people i feel like hopefully you know just a little bit that we talked about that people are willing to kind of I mean, anything you can do to make your environment a little greener. I mean, if you go buy a solar panel, go do, you know what I mean? Go buy some, some battery storage, but try it out. It's, it's kind of a, it's a fun life or, you know, go, go get a beehive, you know, raise your own bees or um, like, you know, we, we talked about just volunteering your community and and see what needs to be done to make it more efficient. Um, Other than that.
0: Yeah. Volunteering is, is huge. Being, being there for for other people when they need you, um, and not not being mandated to be there, not having somebody force you to be there. Um,
1: Absolutely, it. it's, that, it's that's huge. the language we speak.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and if people people want to check out your uh, your new clinic, is that um, up online anywhere? Can they can they find sure. that anywhere?
1: Yeah, so we have um our clinic is animalcarecenter.com uh located in Conway, Arkansas and then the foster service will be set up under it's a Conway Kitten Club. So those two things are available for anyone to uh volunteer or to donate or uh not the clinic, but the the fostering service. But yeah, check check those out. They will be running soon.
0: All right, I'll I'll throw those in the uh in the show notes and uh, yeah. People can go go check that out. I okay, thank you for uh, for coming on, taking the time today. Um, yeah,
1: thanks. Thanks for it. having me. It's
0: awesome. Not a problem. Don't you wish Linnea was your vet? I wish she was my vet. I know my, my vet's pretty cool, but, uh, I, I don't know. I'll have to see. Anyway, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, hope you, uh, can take the time to go check out what she is, is doing out there. It's, uh, it's pretty cool when, when, uh, individuals take on things that uh, are often kind of mandated and, and, pushed down and, um, people take them on, on their own and, and do it voluntarily. It's, uh, it's a nice, nice release. Um, come back next week when my guest will be talking about homeschooling. And not just homeschooling, but talking about his experience homeschooling in in Africa. And we'll talk about the the whys and the hows and the where's and all of that good stuff. But I will let him tell you all about it. So come back next week when when that episode will will run next Tuesday. In the meantime, share this bad boy. Like I said at the top of the show, we're, we're almost there to four-digit downloads. May not seem like a lot to some of you guys out there, but uh, for me, that's something. So help me push this thing out. Help it to, to grow. Let it grow organically. Let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. Wouldn't that be funny? Just to sit, see Elsa sitting there on the couch, just horking Twinkies down, getting getting gargantuan. Quite quite a different movie, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Anyway, guys, I will, I will let you go with that fine image in your mind. Enjoy your February, share this thing, and come back next week. As always, don't forget, get out there, sow those seeds of liberty, can all reap sheaves of freedom together.